It's cold. <laughs> we know all about you, Chief. You don't go in the water at all, do you? It's some bad hat, Harry. Chief Brody, you are uptight. Yes. Come on. That's it. to Film Punch. We just watched Jaws starring Roy Schneider, um, Richard Dreyfus, and Robert Shaw. Uh, um, first let's do the introductions. <laughs> um, Hello, I'm Mike. Hi, I'm Laura J. I'm Angela Shershin. I'm John Vickers. And Brian Wolfram. And I am moderating Dave Klingerman. Um, so, uh, thoughts from, I know Angela didn't see it before, has anyone else not seen this mm -hmm. before? Or? This was my first time continuous, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces here and there. But, but not all the way yep. through. Yeah, I'm seeing here, I've seen pretty much the entire movie, but this is the first time just A to B done. Like the whole, uh, uh, the scene, um, where they go, the scene in the water, like at night when they go to check on the water and they find the, the fisherman's boat, like, mm -hmm. I don't remember that scene at all. Like, <laughs> well, that was a uh, that jump was there for me. Yeah, so. I've seen it several times, and I'd forgotten that scene oh, too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I jumped when oh everything else I've seen, but not yeah. that part. See, yeah. these type of movies generally aren't my type of movies. Like I, I don't like a lot of horror movies. I tend to be really jumpy, and I was really jumpy during this. And as I said before, I am like negative in terms of wanting to go deep sea fishing or <laughs> anything remotely like that. So. 
I saw it first at eight years old, and and I just I remember it really scared me then, and 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 I usually even just scared off of any like anything in the water, whether whether it's anacondas or squids or piranhas or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I don't remember when I saw Jaws, mm-hmm. but. I think because I was reading a lot about various sharks attacks and things like that, I was like, nope. And I still, like, if I go to the beach or something, I'll walk along the edge of the beach, but <laughs> that's it. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember, um, actually, part of the reason why I didn't watch it all the way was because, actually, the scene in the pond, when the, when the, when they're, when the kids are on the little sailboat mm-hmm. and the guy rolls up to them, that scene scared me so much. I, like, I, I, like my, my parents turned it off. Like when I was a little kid, I think wow. I was probably about nine or something when that, when that happened. So, yeah. But I've yeah. seen the bits and pieces. I'm guessing. So it sounds like a lot of you watched it as kids. Mm-hmm. And now that you're watching it as adults, do you get like a different feel? Because, I mean, it's obviously a different time when the, mm-hmm. you know, the technology isn't as advanced as it is today. Mm-hmm. So do you, were you, I mean, were you not as scared because you knew what was going to happen or not as scared because, you know, it. Well, I had forgotten how compelling the rest of the story was. I mean, yeah, it's terrifying, and there's bits and pieces, but in between, like, just kind of getting a glimpse into the town and sort of the politics about trying to keep the beaches open over 4th of July, and just kind of the banter and the glares (laughs) that Mm -hmm. happens, um, that was really... I had forgotten about that. You know, like, you just remember the horror bits, and um, no, it's a full story. It's an... It's a yeah. really good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Despite the you know quote unquote horror title, mm-hmm. um, it's still a really good movie. Despite the you know shark attacks and stuff, mm-hmm. you've, it's just like you said the politics mm-hmm. and especially the the bonding of um, the police chief and Robert Shaw Quinn and yes. and Robert Dreyfus when they're only on the boat by themselves. It's yes. just a lot of fun to watch. I'm going to interject really quickly just so we don't spend the whole rest of the podcast referring to him as Robert Dreyfus. It's Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Did so I say Robert? It's Richard Dreyfus. But I was saying Robert? Robert? You said Robert Dreyfus. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you Richard said Shaw, then Robert Robert, <laughs> Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus. Yes. yes yeah. just, you just are correct. Sure we don't Thank you. Us at the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, actually, Laura, that's, um, a lot of people roll their eyes, you know, especially like in, in, in film, like, anal- analyzation of, like, you know, when people bring up um, Steven Spielberg, and I like your point because about how there's a, there's a full story arc and there's like you know a very small contained uh, character development and all that, and because that's that's why his version of his form of summer blockbuster is the one that people try and mimic because he keeps it he makes it big and keeps it small, mm-hmm. even small by doing that, and that's. Mm-hmm. His, that's his like trick. <laughs> also, what's interesting about a lot of Spielberg movies is like his like protagon- protagonists usually aren't very aren't exactly macho. Like, even even Harrison Ford was a college professor, and and like Richard Dreyfuss, he's, he's this he like a like all, more of an intellectual than, than like a macho dude, you know, like mm-hmm. so alone or someone. It's just, I, don't know, I think it's interesting because in most of the movies, like like they're, they're just not macho. They're they're just like. Like more more interesting ideas and yeah. figuring things out. Yeah. The the dynamic is interesting, especially between Quinn and Richard Dreyfus. Mm. Richard Dreyfus, <laughs> um, because especially when they first meet, he wants to come along in the boat, and you know Quinn is like, "Oh, you're just a college kid. What do you mm. know? Here, tie a, a sheep shank," and uh, you know he doesn't even look at it. He just yeah. tosses yeah. it away, yeah. and then yeah. like inspecting his hands, I oh, got soft hands. You're you know city boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still able to hold his own and, I think, prove himself. 
the class dynamics were interesting. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the yes. middle class versus working class. And I think kind of considering our current environment, it's almost <laughs> interesting to watch this, knowing that this is from like 75, but you know, there's still issues and arguments mm-hmm. that are still relevant today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the entire town runs on rich people money in essence. So mm-hmm. they get to make their money all on the 4th of July weekend, apparently. Yeah. The yeah. mayor's got to afford those nice suits. Yeah, talk wow. Well, oh, let's talk the, about the, the wardrobe an- for the a anchor suit. <laughs> Seriously, yes. I loved yeah. the anchor suit. Or the striped suit, or yeah, three that, or four that, different that, nice that, suits. That periwinkle like <laughs> like plaid yes. uh, suit coat that he was wearing. That was something that was a that great was choice by something. the uh, costume designer, I gotta say. Like I was looking at some of those color palettes mm-hmm. and like, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you you can't do that now. Well, <laughs> what was so. interesting about his character was he was really brushing off the shark attack mm-hmm. like like no, we got to worry about our economy and make money. But then once his son, because mm-hmm. his son was also in the pond when the shark mm-hmm. came up, once his son got involved, he was like, "No, this is really real," and mm-hmm. you could tell he was really shaken by it. Well, mm-hmm. I think it wasn't only that, but he was trying to figure out how he was going to save his image now because yeah, everyone true. on that beach saw the shark. Yeah, this time <laughs> everyone saw it. Yeah, it wasn't in the middle of the night. It wasn't so way removed. Yeah. I'm I'm not even sure he's that concerned about his son. He seemed to be more, oh, we did all we. He's like mumbling stuff he'd be telling the press later. Yeah, more concerned his PR image. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I thought those people on the island were kind of weird. Like they actually watched the shark kill that the one boy, the first yeah. boy, and then they're like, wait, we want to go back in the water. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Even, even though they said like oh we killed the shark it's like we got him it's like mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd go back in the next day maybe yeah. he has a brother like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, in terms of practical effects I think it still stands up yeah I very much mm-hmm. so that's, that's practical effects it's a difference yeah. between practical <laughs> effects and CGI I'm mm-hmm. a big believer in CGI for um, for uh, dressing up a, um, a movie a bit but not as the main thing can you imagine if they use CGI for the shark yeah. like, well, they they did, like in like 19... 19- 99, 2000. You mean Jurassic Park? No, Jurassic Park. No, most of Jurassic Park um, though holds up. There was the one with LL Cool J that was a shark movie. Oh, oh yeah. With, uh, didn't that have CGI sharks? Yeah, it had CGI and they looked something. Horrible. It looked horrible. horrible. That deep blue sea. It would look off. Yeah. It would look even worse yes. now. I'm sure. Wait, Dave, is that deep blue sea? Yes, deep blue yes, yes, sea. Yeah. That's another one. When I saw the trailer for it in the pre, I just like ran out of the theater. <laughs> I always do that whenever I see a shark in a preview. I just, see. I loved that when I was 14, 15, yeah. however old I was when I saw it, but I'm sure I would hate it now. So what I like they did do with this movie is they gave us glimpses of the shark where mm-hmm. they just showed like a little piece here, a little piece here, and you, know, you could kind of let your imagination run wild, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that's very much the intention yeah. mm-hmm. and before they showed you the big shabam at yeah. the yeah. end. Yeah, you, oh. you don't see you don't see the whole sh- you don't even see the whole shark until the third act. Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy, and that's another thing I feel that a lot of modern blockbusters get wrong yeah. is that you see the, the monster too quick. You see the monster in, in trailers now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's like what's the point in going to see the movie for like a monster movie when you see the monster in the trailer? I don't I don't get it. Mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to me. Sorry, rant. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with um, I don't want to give it away for anybody. If it, I'm not sure, like it's kind of a psycho, just the way that um, like you don't see who it, who who who, the, who it is until the end. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of a lot of movies try and you know, build up the suspense mm-hmm. to the yeah. reveal, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, a lot of them nowadays just 
Here you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be on the poster. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting a, a Killer Clowns from Outer Space uh, uh, memory on that one. Like, let, me show you, let me show you the first clown like within the first like 25 minutes. And it's just like, aside from it looking ridiculous, it's just you know 25 minutes into the movie. Yeah. You see a clown. <laughs> we were talking earlier about the soundtrack, and I really do feel like the soundtrack kept keeps you on the edge of mm. your seat because yeah. it doesn't yeah. lit up Amazing. throughout yeah. the entire movie. Mm-hmm. John Williams. <laughs> he knows how to yeah. score. He knows how to score stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that too when I was watching it. Just the, you know, dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, when it's swimming up to people, there'd be a slow build up, and then when it's like they're attacking, it was full, mm-hmm. full on in your in your face. I like too. Well, and then they had the adventurers sound like when they were tracking the shark itself, following the barrels. They had yeah. like, I was just the, about to say the, that. Very yeah. upbeat, like yeah. Yeah, go get it kind of. <laughs> and then even on the slow minutes, they would actually he mixed in a little bit of the sea shanty tune yep. into yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah. So he he definitely did a good job. And it was, prior it was to more of a character. Yeah. In the in the movie than a lot of movies nowadays, I think. Yeah. The music itself. And actually, prior to um, uh, Quinn's uh, unfortunate end. Uh, when he was kind of getting ready, there was a quick minute where he actually snuck that in again. Mm-hmm. Kind of like being like, okay, this is going to be his moment one way or the other. Yep. This is his moment in the movie. He's either going to die or he's going to live. And that was kind of like the little... His, little his, his eulogy in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> and two, with the... Uh, he actually... Williams actually uh, fakes us out. Um, because, again, he works so closely with uh, um, the directors on these movies that he faked us out with um, going back to the boat the fisherman's boat that they find at night and when he finds the tooth and everything and you know it's like oh my god there's the tooth there's the hole in the boat um he kind of he starts to to uh tease the dun 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 the little motif you know um but then the jump is actually you know the guy the fisherman's head right you know yeah. instead so he kind of right. like you know oh, you're my. waiting for the shark to show it's up like, oh my god it's gonna happen oh no oh no get out of there and then suddenly it's not and it's right. just like you don't get the release of it, you know? It just keeps you on edge until the next sighting. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, what I was thinking um, was, how do you think this movie in particular set us up for, like, the the blockbuster cycle that we're currently in mm-hmm. with Hollywood? I mean, now now it's just, like, par for the course with all these blockbusters. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we talked about that a little bit. It's the... You either have your, your monster... Uh, or you know some kind of uh, nature conflict, kind of something like that. Um, and movies, movies nowadays do it to different degrees. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about how Jaws, it sort of built up as we went along. And other movies nowadays, they just kind of stay in one. Uh, you know, here's the monster like the whole time, mm-hmm. and there's nothing. There's nothing other than that. It's just, oh, there's a monster. Let's go kill the monster, and then the movie ends. Yeah, no, that's no, that, that's true. Um, tr- trying to the 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 tried and true uh, formulas are the ones where you know you have this. Oh, I'm hitting a button here and making the screen go weird. Um, You're fine. <laughs> the the tried and true thing that you know you see happen with um, Spielberg stuff like this in particular is. You know, going back to what Laura was saying, is the whole concept of you know you have it where you have to have like truly horrific moments mixed in with uh, you know, believable real character development, um, and your build-up thing that you're talking about. 
a lot of modern blockbusters still do have a buildup, except they start way too big. Right. So by the time you get to the to the zenith, um, it's it's just laughably huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. laughable, and there's no stakes, like yeah. you know, nothing like yeah. that. So it's very true. Like exploding the entire city of Los Angeles or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All these like superhero movies, they always start off with some initial fight scene, and I mean, mm. we did get that here with Jaws, with the you with know, the that, initial kill, yeah, yeah, and that really iconic shot of coming up. But mm. it was while it was there, it, again, it's he didn't really show us anything. We exactly. just saw her going down, mm-hmm. rather than like yeah, a lot of these superhero movies where they'll just be like some big fight scene, mm-hmm. like right in the beginning. So then once you get to the end fight scene, it's like well. It, We've been doing this throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just bigger now. Like it's just it's the same thing, but bigger. <laughs> well, it, it would be interesting to see, and I'm sure they figured out early on that summer was the best time to release a movie to make the most money. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm sure the studios start putting more and more money on their summer movies. It would be interesting to see if if like the the summer box somehow spiked after these kind of films hit, and also what is. I'm trying to think, what does the term blockbuster even mean? What is the origin of blockbuster? It busts the block, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I actually don't know. I've never, I've never bothered to look that up. Like, and I've actually had the same question, but yeah. it's one of those, oh, I'll look it up sometime, you know, whatever. Is does anyone else know? <laughs> oh, no, I was Maybe ask movie theater lines question. around the block? That could be. I mean, that could be. I mean, we know, like, the general idea is, like, releasing this movie is you're guaranteed to make a certain amount or a certain return um i mean yeah like they know when they release like a current blockbuster and i'm sure the executives have it down to like if you if it's starring you know such and such actor or actress they know they're gonna make at least x amount x amount million dollars in the opening weekend yeah, and then when they don't, that's when you start issues about happen. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's when it becomes a flop. Or do you have a question? Yeah, so I I haven't put any, I haven't looked at the numbers at all. But like, is summer still the best time to release movies? Because I know back in the day, in the summer it was really hot, and oftentimes air conditioning, you know, people didn't have it, so you'd go to movies to cool down in the summer. But nowadays, when pretty much everyone is air conditioning, I know, I don't know. I see a lot of movies being released around Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. is summer really the best time anymore? Or I, I think it still is because is. they're trying to hit the kids with uh, disposable income. And they're going to have the most time in the summer when they're not mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. So, And then really after that is really Oscar season, which doesn't it's not the same demographic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's still a lot of mo- big movies released after mm-hmm. that, but I don't think they make quite as much money. Unless it's uh, unless it's you know they aim for the like the, the, like you know Christmas vacations yeah. and all of that mm-hmm. and yeah. that's how you, and that's where you know Star Wars decides yeah to Thanksgiving and, and, and Christmas or right. yeah I think it it's probably not as much anymore and it depends on the area but some areas also have drive-in theaters that mm-hmm. are really popular mm-hmm. like, yeah, especially in the seventies yeah, yeah yeah I saw at least one of the King Kong movies, I think, the drive-in back in the eighties. <laughs> I saw I saw the Fugitive at a, at, the, at a drive-in um, when that came out. I was way too young to see that movie. Which one? The Fugitive. Oh wow! Yeah, speaking <laughs> of Harrison Ford, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was way too young to see that. Movie. I was way too young to see Air Force One, actually, too. I don't know what, what they were thinking. Get off my plane! <laughs> 
So, uh, so what made you decide on pick Jaws specifically? Was it because of the originality of, of how it sparked um, this whole trend? Or? That was part of it, and I'm I'm a horror movie fanatic, okay. so <laughs> so it was some self interest there as well. And I thought, hey, this would be a good time to do it for you know around summer blockbuster time. I was originally going to do it in June. I forget something came up, and I had to reschedule. I don't remember what happened anymore, but. So this was one of Steven Spielberg's like big movies yeah. like that put mm-hmm. him on the map, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you think this movie helped define his career trajectory? Well, I saw the rays of light shining through a fog mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when they're up the fisherman's boat thing, you know, and all that. And I, I actually, you guys may, you guys probably didn't notice, but I like started laughing from back there a little bit when they had like, haha, there's there's the there's the lights shine. <laughs> The Spielberg shot. Yeah, the Spielberg <laughs> shot. They all got their own. Like J.J. Abrams, it's lens flare. I prefer Spielberg's. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people do. Um, we collaborated with Dreyfus later in um, Close Encounters shortly after this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... He used Dreyfus a lot for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or maybe just twice. He, he, and, he and Lucas really liked Dreyfus yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Like, hey, I like Dreyfus too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny. Like, hey, yeah, I got a job. With them, yeah. well, I'm sure he learned a lot from this, and he took a lot from this when he did Jurassic Park. I mean, that's a decent mm-hmm. comparison. Mm-hmm. And you were talking earlier, Angela, about how you know they help, they didn't show the monster, you know, they didn't show the shark till later. And I felt like that was something that probably naturally happened. Like this was a perfect medium for it because a shark is something that's under the water. That's a mysterious medium that we can't see mm-hmm. beneath, and that's part of the terror is that you can't see what's grabbing you below. And I'm sure, like, that happened kind of naturally because the monster was a shark here. But I'm sure, because he did that so well in Jurassic Park too, and I'm sure he, like, took some of the lessons for waiting to show the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, they even even shot a whole, they they even shot a whole scene where we don't see the, like, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, we don't get to see the, we're not going to see the Tyrannosaurus Rex, we're not even going to see it. Mm -hmm. And then you do. <laughs> when they go back. That's, not, that's actually one thing I've never always been bothered by in that movie sidetrack. I've, I've never understood why why did they end up doing a full loop and going back to the to that paddock again? Like why did they why did they go back to that never mind, sorry. We're getting away from the point here. Because the plot required it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but same thing too with the uh, with the Velociraptors, Laura. Um, in the same movie. Mm-hmm. I mean still one of the most terrifying movie scenes I've Scene to this day was the kitchen scene with the Velociraptors. Yeah, mm-hmm. I when that I was I think I was near the back of the theater when that happened, mm-hmm. and like um, granted they had the the sound cranked up way high in this mm-hmm. theater, but as soon as you know that happened, like the whole theater jumped back. Yeah, it was kind of funny to see when Sattler was down in the yeah in, in the switch box. And mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> he yeah. knows he knows jump scares. <laughs> yeah, back to Jaws. Um, I think I think he sort of paced his movies in similar ways, mm-hmm. like his early stuff. Um, I know E.T. in particular. I tried watching it not too long ago, mm-hmm. basically adult-ish, maybe nineteen twenty, and I just couldn't get through it. It's like this is boring. Why did I like Aww. this? I may feel differently now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but his pacing was definitely different uh, than, especially today. Uh, I don't know if his movies now have changed a whole lot, 
but this was over a two-hour movie, so I think yeah. nowadays they tend to shave them down unless it's like a superhero movie with eighty-four characters. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's true. I, I this is ten years ago now, which is crazy. But um, if you look at his remake of War of the Worlds, that oh, yeah. that movie was slow, like, and not in a bad way. Like it was, it, it, it actually reminded me a lot of this in Jurassic Park in his, in that style that he mm-hmm. goes by. So I can't speak to every single thing that he's done, you know, in the past, mm-hmm. you know, twenty years. But um, he's definitely, you know, I think when the movie fits, I think that when it, when he when he wants to, he he keeps the pacing similar to what you see yeah. in Jaws and and uh, ET and all that. So yeah, I, I think particularly now he's. His movies aren't quite as good as they were like, consistently. Yeah, it's he. He's not. He's not releasing classic after classic. Yeah, like, yeah. Know, he, he was. No, to be fair, that's probably hard to do. No, it, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> this is not. A, this I mean, is not a the fact that he has so I, many classics. Like, there's yes. at least like Jaws, Jurassic Park, ET are going to be like classics, like yes. beyond time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably more than the average director. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure there's some I'm already forgetting. Schindler's close List. Encounters. Oh, yeah, duh. That <laughs> Which one's that? I said Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Uh, close Encounters. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, again, using a score that that one you literally used that music was the core of that movie. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, uh, we, I could go on for days just about the his, use, his use of John Williams. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, the it, only director who uses them better is is, is George Lucas. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and we won't go there. No, we don't need to go there because yeah. Uh, I have a question about pacing. Uh, just backing up to that. So, what did you guys think about the pacing here? Did you feel like it could have been shaved down more, or did you feel like the slower pacing worked for this film? If they shaved this movie down, it would have it would have taken away drastically. Yeah, it's it's kind. Of, I feel like it's almost tough because like we're here in this like almost cookie cutter world where it's like movies have very clear acts like act one act two act three so i feel like if they shaved it down it would just be like fitting in that cookie cutter mold but except this kind of created the cookie cutter mold so i guess (laughs) i'm not sure if that quite applies (laughs) i mean you need the lulls to make the excitement exciting because it can't be exciting constantly but Mm -hmm. i don't know i the, the the scene where they're comparing scars, which leads to the long story, which leads to the singing, like that that was good. I get it, and that was some of the the bonding. I'm um, just wondering, they sh- when they showed that, they showed him lift up his shirt, um, but so I know like. Oh, that was a joke. She broke my heart. That was no, 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 no. The the um, was his name again? The the lead. Uh, Roy Scheider. Yeah, he he lifted up his shirt to his stomach and. His background's, like, a little bit murky because uh, they said, like, something happened to him as a kid, and that's why he doesn't like going yeah, in the water. that's true. So I was kind of wondering, like, he lifted up his shirt, and I wonder if that was something to do with that, and they just didn't go mm. into it. Oh, yeah. I don't really He didn't contribute that. to the discussion, but I wonder if there was something there. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, was he scarred from a shark attack as a kid or something? Or? <laughs> that would I mean, explain why he the water. It, might it would have actually been interesting because it would have it would have shown because uh, Richard Dreyfus, we know, yes. you know what has survived. It the had the attack. opposite and reaction. He, yeah, having these two characters that came together and they went complete mm. opposite directions and still came together, it forms a circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's so poetic. <laughs> no, 
Um, so that's interesting. I, I like that idea. We actually haven't talked about um, the wife, the mother, mm. Lauren Gray. What would you think of her performance? I mean, she wasn't. I mean, she wasn't very present in it. I mean, she was just kind of there a little bit. I mean, it was a very man's movie. Yeah, there was I mean, a lot of men into yeah. it. I don't think it passes the Bergdahl test. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, I did think the the scene where he was afraid of the kid on the boat, yes. and then she yep. saw the one pigeon. She's like, "Nope, you got to come yeah, out." Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's fine. He's not in the water. And then, oh shit. <laughs> that's and that and and what I like, what I actually do like about that is. is just the whole fact that it bring, it, it really the, that 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 island mentality that they all had, all those people had, like it doesn't matter who you are, like that's the mentality you have until something until something happens that just just shakes you from it. And even her being, you know, married to the chief who was like who has already told her all the stories about what just happened in great detail. Yeah, was like whatever. Like you know, it's not gonna happen to our son. He's in a boat. Like, and it took like seeing that for her to finally snap out of it. You know, and, and that's it's just people really want to. That's another commentary in still works today. People really want to just kind of stay in their own sheltered belief system, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, Until it personally affects them, and then they shift their ideas. And now he was from New York. His mm-hmm. character is from New York. Was she from New York too, or was she an Islander? You know, that's a good question. I may have gotten that wrong. <laughs> uh, no, I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't think they developed her enough to know. Yeah. yeah. There was a cool moment though when you know he's like, "Oh, let you take the boy home," and she's like, "Home, New York," and he's like, "No, the house here." Like that. That was kind of a nifty moment, actually. Kind of showing that he feels connected to the island and mm-hmm. wants to do good by the island. Right, because yeah. at that point, they really could have just said, you know, we're done, we're out. <laughs> yeah, right, and, that, and that's like, and it's kind of funny, I really like the idea if she was an islander initially, and she was like, you mean get him the hell out of here, right? Like, you know, like, <laughs> like as far away from this island as possible? And he's like, no. Like, you know, I, I, having that shift, I think, if she was an islander, would, that would be kind of clever, too, but I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah, they never said... And she didn't really have the uh, New England accent, so she might have yeah. been. And the, I don't, I don't think she was from the island because also they were like making fun of the New England accent. In That's the true because he tried to mimic it, and she said, "No, you're from New York." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she was the one asking actually, "When can I be an Islander?" And he's like, "If you weren't born here, was that her?" Was accent? That her? I wasn't was sure. Her? Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. Maybe... So she is from New York. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well. That... Was my hopes and dreams, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a bit. So then you kind of get a bit of their outsider perspective on this mm-hmm. island, and mm-hmm. their their issues were kind of so frivolous, like uh, the Boy Scouts are doing this, and we got to make sure, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not care about this killer shark on the loose. <laughs> yeah, I think this was one of Richard Dreyfuss's first movies, maybe. Um, I remember, I think it was an interview with him many years ago, where he said after the premiere, he jumped into Spielberg's arms or Roy Scheider's arms or somebody, and he was like, we've got a hit. Mm, <laughs> that was amazing. Aww. <laughs> you know, once he'd seen, you know, the finished product. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he went on to do Close Encounters and mm-hmm. you know, What About Bob and... Um, Many, many other other films. Mr. Holland's Opus. <laughs> yeah, that was how I was introduced to him. Was for really? Mr. Holland's Opus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm not sure I've seen that one. Oh, <laughs> it's it's uh, 
I know of it, but I haven't seen it. I uh, I like I I like it. Um, it's a it's a good, you know. <laughs> it's a music based movie. I figured you'd like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I was in I was doing violin at that point, so uh, it you know, makes sense. But, uh, yeah, and uh, I, mean, I didn't see American Graffiti until I was like you know well into my teens. So. Yeah, I have somehow still not seen American Graffiti. <laughs> Neither have I, actually. <laughs> you, you being, you, you being, like, you were talking about E.T., like, seeing it at, like, 1920 and how, like, you didn't jive with the pacing mm-hmm. and all that. Like, you probably wouldn't have jived with American Graffiti's pacing either um, at then, but you might appreciate it now. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I probably would. Everybody's in American Graffiti. Everyone. Everybody. <laughs> Every single person. Like, everyone pulls up their car, they look out the window, and you're like, oh my god, it's Sissy Spacek. Oh my god, it's Harrison Ford. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, uh, uh, Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, well... Okay, we're digressing again, I'm sorry. Uh, but um, Happy Days exists because of American Graffiti. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And then um, and then you have Laverne and Shirley, which exists because of Happy Days. So it's like... Yeah, there were a few series that yeah, spawned yeah. from... So, so it's George Still, Lucas's... Right, was his own Lucas little Shud Avatar. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's George Lucas's fault that Johnny Love Chachi hit the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mork and Mindy. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. All this stuff had, like... All in one universe. Yeah, he's basically, yeah, he's his own... George Lucas was a, was a 1970s Judd Apatow. <laughs> Everyone owes their careers to him. <laughs> um, okay, so to get back on track... Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we, need to, sorry. we need to get wrapped up. So uh-huh. any final thoughts or... Covered everything. I not think. going deep sea fishing anytime <laughs> soon. I'm good. Do not, do not go in the water. Um, um, ever see Coast Guard hanging around in the bay? Do not go in the water. Uh, in an aquarium, I'm going to take two feet away from the sharks. I'm going to be like, I'm going to view you from here in case the tank. If you breaks. see Roy Scheider staring intently out of the water, stay on the beach. Yeah. You know, actually, really quickly, I I thought there was almost a little bit of a plot hole when. Richard Dreyfus, so he was in the cage, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that that shark was really powerful and essentially busted yeah. his way in. And then they show him drop the thing, mm-hmm. and they show him hide. And so I guess you know they it was intended us to show show us that he was going that he was safe. But part of me was like, wait, I thought they were going to do any you know show like do something a little bit more with that other than just him popping up at the end, being like, oh hey, I made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As opposed to like uh, like you, like when you say more like what do you mean? Like, I don't well, know. I guess I, I think I thought he was going to grab the thing and somehow yeah. come up. In uh, the and end. again, I, I think that goes back to movies today when the character disappears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to forget about them so they can come in and save the day heroically. Mm-hmm. Out of mm-hmm. yay! Um, but that didn't happen with Richard Dreyfuss. He just he went and hid, and he, he just and he just survived. Yes. Like, and Somehow that's... he managed to avoid the shark. Yeah. He just hid behind the coral and he was like, okay, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I was just trying to think, like, how long could he stay underwater for? And Seems like it was, uh, if it was real time, probably about 15 minutes was yeah. about yeah. how long that scene took place. <laughs> Which and, is uh, probably... You can do that on one take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good thing he didn't take two. Yeah, right? Yeah, but um, I mean, I guess it, it was obvious with the 
the the other oxygen ch- tank because there were like twenty shots, shots going it. in on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's camera linger. Yeah. It was sufficiently foreshadowed. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they even they even uh, did an offhand comment about you be careful with those things; they'll explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like before they before they set off. You know, they did that little offhand, which of course I didn't realize until watching it in its entirety. Mm-hmm. You know, point of view, so yeah, um, I, you know, he definitely has a Spielberg definitely developed his foreshadowing game, you know, with this movie and and so on. So he likes doing that. Chekhov's oxygen thick. Um. So in closing, does anyone have any recommendations for things to watch or uh, any movies upcoming that you're interested in? Anything like that? That are related to Jaws or just anything? Just in general. It doesn't well, have to be related. goes without saying, because I bet a lot of people already have, but I just recently went and saw the summer, the new summer blockbuster of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, and uh, that was just a delightful film. Is that sarcasm, or is that no, true? No, no, no. That, that is 100% really okay, okay. sure. It was a decent teenage, like, high school drama, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. with... with Spider-Man. Yeah. So like it was a third weird. time's a charm when it comes to origin stories. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> well, look at it twice. It wasn't origins. an origin story. It's not an origin. No. It just picks like, up. It just picks up. Yeah, that's oh, good. It was nice. Yeah, it was almost more an origin of the bad guy than it was, yeah. uh, than it was for yeah, Spider-Man. The only reference you get is he's like telling his friend, oh, I got bitten by a spider. He's like, oh, I want to get bitten by a spider. Like, the spider's, you know, it's <laughs> I feel like I've been hearing mixed reviews. Like People either love it or they hate it. I, so. can, I can understand that because yeah. I'm not in the middle. I was, I definitely, this is great. Right. Um, it was uh, just. It was very. Sorry. It was the story was kept very small. It was kept very mm-hmm. small, very street level, which Marvel hasn't done with their films yet. They've done. They've been doing it on Netflix. Yeah. But they haven't like been like, hey, we can spend a lot of money on a film and they, and still make it street level, and they do that. And it was so just. It was so much more relatable. As and a result, I love that they got Michael Keaton as the vulture. It worked so well. <laughs> <laughs> Michael casting. Keaton just owns comic. If he's in a comic book movie, he's gonna do a great mm. job. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's my that's my recommendation at the moment is is going to see that one. Laura or Angela, I don't know. You guys look like you're both ready to talk. No, I don't. I, um, let's see. Well. I guess the sort of action movies I saw with Dave Valerian, but I wouldn't recommend seeing that. Oh, no. <laughs> actually, actually, Bob and I were talking about that beforehand. We both didn't hate it. We didn't, like, say... It's not something we'd necessarily recommend. Well, Bob might. I don't know. I think he might have liked it a little more. There were things I really liked about it. Yeah. Um, has anyone else here seen it? I have not. I have not, but how did it compare to Fifth Element? I, Fifth Element's a lot better. Okay. Like, I went right home and watched Fifth Element. Yeah. Like, this is so much better. Yeah. But, um... Was the, it aware of itself, like Fifth Element was? Or was it... No. Okay. That so was that part already, of the problem. Yeah, that's a check, that's a check mark in the It took itself a little <laughs> too seriously. Oh, no. The, the main characters didn't work, and Bob even acknowledged that. that the main characters really didn't work together. Mm. together there was and, no chemistry. They, no. Together? They, they could have worked <laughs> as brother and sister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Bob even agreed with that. It's based on a comic, so if okay. anyone has any interest in it, I would strongly recommend the comic. I haven't looked at it myself, but I hear the comic's really good. Yeah. If you actually look into the comic, someone did a side-by-side of that, and they apparently George Lucas read that comic because a lot of Star Wars is t- oh, uh, telegraphed okay. in the comic, which mm. preceded it by five, six years. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I was going to say, I wouldn't recommend that one, but the uh, other movie I've seen recently was The Big Sick, so I would recommend that <laughs> one. Um, 
It's uh, about it's a, based on a true life story about um, a guy from Silicon Valley, Kamel, uh, I forget his last name, um, and it's about essentially he and his wife their dating story where they started dating, they broke up, and then she ended up uh, in a coma in the hospital for eight days, and how he spent those eight days with me, like talking to her parents and. And then eventually afterwards, um, you know, getting together, you know, how, how he and his wife met, so essentially. Interesting side note, that was actually written by the sister of a former co-worker of mine, Emily V. Gordon. So oh. she's married to him? Yes. Oh, yes. that's Because cool. he, he and his wife wrote it. Yeah, she was bedridden, and it's actually, like, based kind of on her real-life uh, oh, wow. story with her being in the hospital. Yeah. So I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to because it's gotten really good reviews and I've heard yeah. lots of good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should <laughs> check it out. Yeah, no, it's a really good good story. Uh, I won't make a recommendation, but I am looking forward to, I guess it's kind of weird because it's a non-blockbuster, Blade Runner 2029. Yes. It's being released in, I think, October? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's just talking about blockbusters, it's, it's clearly going to be a, a big movie, but it's weird that they're doing it in October because it's clearly missing the summer and, it, and it's not like they're doing it late in the year to aim for the Emmy or the Oscars yeah. or something like that. I feel like October's fitting you for that type of movie. Oh, <laughs> okay. It has that vibe. Okay. Yeah, it's... I At first I thought it was being done by... Um, oh, I can't remember his name. The the director who did originally... Oh, it's not? Uh, um, shit. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> God, what is his name? IMDb. Uh, no, I can't his name. The guy who directed Aliens. Yes. That guy. Oh, uh, Ridley Scott. Alien. Yeah, Ridley yeah, Scott. Scott. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just a producer or something. Uh, it's directed by someone else, and as okay. soon as I realized that, it was like, oh. No. <laughs> it's still, it's, still it's uh, good. Dennis Villeneuve. Well, I mean, the if he's like you know the producer, like you know main producer, he's gonna have a lot of influence on oh, how everything is done. Maybe. Well, I mean, you know, if you if you look at um, if you look at like anything DC right now that wasn't directed by. Snyder, you get a lot, you can still see a lot of where he had his influence, you know, a lot, of, like, take Wonder Woman, for Yeah, example. that's true. There's that's a lot true. of visual stuff that's yeah. in there that would and basically, like, him we talked like, about that on you our, have to do this. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that on our Wonder Woman podcast. The director, he's the same one that did Arrival and Sicario. Okay. Okay. That's good. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. But, uh, visually, visually stunning and Ryan Gosling, so same, yeah. Well, that and I love the original too. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling. That's okay. That sounds pretty good. That'll be a good. That'll be that'll, that'll be a good pairing. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see how much of the original they'll keep. You know, visually, mm-hmm. music wise, well, uh, world wise, um, and then what they're going to change. Um, they did. They did slip a, a giant Atari logo because back when the original was released, it was like Atari was going to take over the world, which is laughable now. But they still have <laughs> a giant Atari mm-hmm. like in the new funny. one. Yeah. In the oh new wow! One. Watch the trailer. Well, I mean, Atari still technically exists. It's a very <laughs> different company. Nintendo company. releases everything from yes. now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so my recommendation, I think, is actually our next podcast, which is going to be The Dark Tower. Um, mm-hmm. I'm. That's good. It's got a good cast, and I love the source material. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> that's the uh, um, uh, Idris Elba one that's coming. Mm-hmm. Out. Yeah, that looks that looks really. And Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that's the yes. You're yeah, right. Yeah, as that one in black. When does that come out again? August fourth. 
Oh, wow. And we're doing the podcast on August 11th. Because the ones, uh, the Sunday showings were all sold out. Like that whole weekend was sold out. (laughs) At at least at AMC River East, which is the easiest one for us to, to all get to. And well, that I was going to try to read really Gunslinger cool. beforehand, but it's, I have... There's a lot of them. I have, yeah. like, three other books to read before then, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started listening to the audiobook, and I didn't make it all the way through it. Oh. I hope I can finish it, because I just needed to refresh my memory on it. Oh. But my understanding is the movie's totally different anyways, so... Okay. Oh, right. But it's intentional, which I can't explain without spoiling the whole thing. <laughs> I heard those books are very meta. What? I heard the books are very meta. Yes, yes they are. They're all connected. Yeah. All of Stephen King's worlds. Yep, that's what I'm told. <laughs> well, speaking of Meta and Spielberg, isn't aren't they Ready Player One is like basically all of Spielberg's movies thrown together in VR with uh, the kid? Have you seen that? You know, I, hadn't, I mean, I just read the book. I don't know about. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, again, I've only seen the preview, but they slip in the Iron Giant, they slip yeah. in the DeLorean, they slip in all of these mm. other uh, references. Yeah, I didn't I really think of that when I saw it, but yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. it well, I mean, did anybody else here read the book? I've, I've, I've been, I've supposed to have read the book five years ago. The book is so. all references. Okay. It's yeah. Like, well, part of it is the guy is obsessed with the 80s. Uh, and so the whole book has all these 80s references. And that's part of the game is knowing all these 80s references. So um, it makes sense that those would naturally be in there. <laughs> For some reason, I really want to watch Tron now. I have it. Which, both of them? Yes. <laughs> the original is better. I didn't like the original. There were I, things I liked about the new yeah. one. There were things I liked about the original, and there were a lot of things I did not like about either of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. The pacing was was on both of them. Actually, <laughs> despise the pacing of both of them, but that's just me. All right, uh, I think that's that's it for now. Um, join us next time. When, like I said, we're going to do Dark Tower, August eleventh, um, and. Yeah, you can find media. yeah if you can find uh, you can find Film Punch on Twitter. It's at Film Punch Meetup, and if you want to give us any feedback that's more than 140 characters, you can email us at filmpunch at gmail All right, and we'll see you next time. Bye.